1: Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com,
0: and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, welcome to our guest segment. I'm holding up this uh cover of this magazine here, and uh, it's Runner's World magazine. And on the cover there, you see our guest tonight. Josh Lajani is with us live from New Orleans, and uh, he went from 420 pounds to becoming an ultra marathon runner, not just marathons, but ultra marathons. And, And he wrote an incredible book called Sick to Fit. Sick to Fit, and I love the book so much. I also heard him on the Rich Roll podcast, and I said, we got to get this guy on the show. And uh, Josh Lajani, good to have you with us, sir.
1: Thanks for, thanks for having me. I'm honored. Yeah, man, it's always a pleasure.
0: Hey, I don't know if you could get any closer to your phone, or if you're on a speaker, you could take us off the speaker, just because I don't want to miss a single word of this.
1: Oh, so, yeah, there, I'm Sorry, I had my Bluetooth on it. Maybe that didn't work. Good.
0: OK, that's per, that's so much better. Thank you so much. Hey, so I, I, I've, I I've got the the runners magazine for everybody watching on our video feed. I got it up here now. This right. r- this runners magazine is actually from like December of like, what is it? 2016. And I had to buy it on eBay. So I like, cause I wanted this cause I had knew you were on the cover. So I went on eBay to buy this cause then I knew it wasn't going to be available. So I don't know why I paid like, you know, 15 or $20 bidding to, to get, you know, this magazine, but I read the article it was incredible. <laughs> then I, I, I went through the book and I went through the audio version of the book and I have to first start by telling mm-hmm. you that I love your voice like listening to you I was well, you know, thank you. Uh, I, I was thinking like no that that can't be the actual guy it's like a narrator cuz that's just like too <laughs> too professional sounding of a voice but I I loved your voice but I want to start kind of at at the beginning of Okay, you're from New Orleans. My son used to live there, near, uh, uh, you know, right on, right near Canal Street and Bourbon Street. He lived in a a high rise apartment building there that used to actually be a bank building. I don't know if you know where that where right uh-huh. where that corner is. He lived there. I know
1: exactly, I know exactly where Canal and Bourbon is. I was I watched the uh, the Saints win the Super Bowl at the Astor Crown Plaza right there. In, yeah. In that hotel, we got a room on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so he lived there for about six months. And uh, when I go visit him, we go out to eat. And like, there's nothing you can have in New Orleans. It's not like. I mean, it's like thousands of calories for anything. And I'm thinking to myself, how does a guy that grew up in New Orleans, where like everything is fried, everything is thousands of calories, how did, how, I mean, number, is that how you got to 420 pounds because of that? And then how did, how did you, well, you switch? Well, how yeah. did you get away from all that?
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly how I got to 420 pounds and just upholding all of those traditions. That's part of being a South Louisiana. And not only that, but being super dramatic about it in my own head, just like what you like, no offense, what you were just saying, because I would say the same thing to myself, like, man, what? you know, of course I'm fat because the food is good, <laughs> right? And so it's all just a narrative you decide to tell yourself. And if you just kind of dig deeper and, and willing to be like data oriented about your decision making process, it's difficult, but you can move away from some really entrenched habits um, pragmatically, and and that's that's just where I found myself. I was just tired of being fat around 32 years old and I was graduating from school. I was getting my business degree at Nichols State University and I really felt smart and I felt able and, and I, I felt like I had the capacity to change because I mean, heck, getting my degree itself was something I didn't think I was actually gonna like ever make happen. And when I flunked out after football the first time. And so, yeah, it, it, it's just, it was, it was a, uh, a fight I was willing to have finally in my life. Cause exactly, I'm from here. Not only am I from here, but I uphold, I was like the, the, the torch carriers, me and my brother of my grandfather's recipes, his gumbo, the jambalaya, the, the crawfish boil, the perfectly done speckled trout and all of the stuff, you know. But what I, what it allowed me to do is look for other areas in my life. That I was familiar with that that would overlap into a healthy lifestyle as well. A lot of the ingenuity, a lot of the hard work ethic, a lot of the other things that that had been instilled in me, I was able to just sort of reorient or recommission those things. Um, to do something that wound up being a difficult task. I'm not going to pretend like it wasn't or it isn't, but, uh, it's so worth it, man. It's so worth it.
0: Yeah. And, and, and if people look at some of the pictures of you online, like the before and after now, now to your credit, um, you were a big man, not just weight wise, but like, you're like six foot four or something like that. So was part of it mm-hmm. like just find yourself like, Hey, I'm just like a big guy. You know, I'm, I'm just like a, yes. a big man. Like the guy in the green mile, I'm just big. That's how I'm made. That's how I'm built. And that kind right. of gave you an excuse to be carrying around over 400 pounds.
1: No, no doubt, and also being an ex lineman, an ex football player, a sort of a a gridiron has been, you know. I there was a whole a whole identity wrapped up in that. My grandfather, who I looked up to, was six three, probably three eighty. All my life, big, big, big man. We came from big men. Me and my brother, both big guys, and so it's almost like a fraternity, you know. The, you know, like the man boob fraternity or something. It's like <laughs> this is this is this is this is what this is who I am. And my goodness, you know, I think what started to tear the stat the fabric of that self story was honestly me going to school and reading books and getting outside of my my bubble kind of
0: yeah. You know? And one of the things that your book convinced me was the plant-based diet because – you know, I grew yeah. up in Chicago and every meal is meat. It's like sausage and and steak oh, and and bro. burgers and Italian beef. And I mean, Who all this, talking to? Yeah, exactly I mean, all I know, this, bro. all this stuff, you know, and, and so all and boudin, and fried fish. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's what we do.
1: Boucherese and kill pigs and everything.
0: And so, like, I shocked. I, it. I shocked my family like three months ago when I went plant-based because, you know, I was listening to Rich Roll podcast. And the one thing that, like, it wasn't just, like, Rich Roll saying it, and it wasn't, like, just one guest saying it, but, like, he's got guest after guest after guest after expert after expert saying plant-based, plant-based, plant-based. So I finally decided to go plant-based and I was so surprised at how much you can eat on like what, what all is out there for plant-based. Cause you think to yourself, Oh sure. man, I'm just going to be able to eat a salad now. That's it. And maybe some nuts. I mean, that, no. that doesn't sound very good, mm-hmm. but you can make some pretty incredible food that's really, you know, tasty and savory that is plant-based. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, plant foods are inherently like calorie light. It's when we go to adding oils and butters and, and meat that, that the, you know, your green beans or your red beans and rice gets really, uh, calorie laden. So when we remove these things, we can still have all, we remove the fats and the oils and the, and the, the animal products then even if you don't do it a hundred percent, a hundred percent, the more you remove, the better off that meal is going to be for you internally, whether it's, you know, caloric density and weight loss or cardiovascular health, whatever the case may be, the more we remove that, the better. And, and for me, I went into it, you know, doing it for my health. Like, and, and what happens is you wax and wane a bit. And, and when, and when I don't really feel like doing it for me and doing it for my health and eating that way for, and I think about, you know, oh boy, a piece of deer meat or a piece of a uh, uh, hamburger or, then like I can always, and this is something that Rich Roll taught me, I can always sort of switch. To, well, you know, maybe I don't feel like being healthy, but man, I know too much about what goes on inside of CAFOs now. I know too much about what happens to the animals. And I'm, and it's just an added, um, reason to keep going. And it is really that little combination of motives and, and motivation for myself has, has, it's not just about calories. It's not just about the nutrition. It's, it's a bigger picture. It's a more 30,000 foot view of it that I learned from rich, honestly, um, that really keeps, keeps me feeling like I'm in this perpetual growth thing, you know?
0: Now in the book, sick to fit, I listened to the audio version, um, for people that would want to go get that book over at Amazon. Uh, it's sick so I'm saying sick S I C K S like in Sam sick to fit folks sick to fit and we'll put a link in the description and everything as well. Will the will the book give them some ideas on the kind of foods they can eat or or is 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 it something that you're going to refer them to like certain cookbooks or certain websites uh, to learn how of you? Of course, eat?
1: yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I, actually, my 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 co-author Howard Jacobson. Who I love to death and has become like a big brother to me. He also helped co-author my mom and my brother, who are the cook of the family, uh, their own little cookbook called called Aunt, uh, Pure Ambrosia, which is a saying my grandfather used to have in the kitchen all the time. It's really fun. But but my not just I went plant based. My entire family has gone plant based, and we've really changed our health trajectory as a whole. And part of that is family gatherings are different. So. My mom has just tweaked some of my grandfather's old recipes and we still make the gumbo, but it just doesn't have all of the bad stuff in it. We make the jambalaya, but it's got squash and cauliflower and mushrooms in it instead of chicken thighs. And, you know, so my mom and my brother put together a cookbook that I would love to send anyone who's interested in my story to because their cooking has been crucial. And pivotal in me being able to sustain what um, what we have all achieved And just if you just want to talk about one thing, weight loss for all these years. Uh, it's been it's been, a, uh, you know, it's been an asset to have cooks in the family willing to quantify and write it down and share with others.
0: So Pure Ambrosia is that a book also on Amazon or is that somewhere yes, else? Sir. Okay, so they can get that. Now, I I want to uh, in our last segment I want to talk about like I know that you you've got an app and a lot of different ways that you can connect with people, but before we get to all that, I want to talk about the running thing because I used mm-hmm. to I used to really love to run. In fact, when I was in high school, uh I could run like a 5-minute mile in in high school i was so wow. i was so good that they tried to recruit me into the track team but i was working so many jobs and all that i i couldn't be on a track team mm-hmm. I, and I, I i told them that but uh i i've tried to start running again i just did two 5ks because i'm like inspired by you and and your story i i i got that the strava Uh, app on my is that how you say it strava
1: goodness yeah yeah
0: i got the strava app and then i'm I'm like following you all the way in now i'm following (laughs) you with that i got the garmin watch and then i'm in the the missing chins facebook group and following what you guys are doing and all that but i'm so what i'm trying to do right now with the running is like i started this out like okay run for 30 seconds Walk for thirty seconds, and I set that up on my watch, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been doing, and that's working out for me, like pretty much okay. Is is that how you started? Like like run a little bit, walk exactly. a little bit to get yourself yeah. going?
1: Yeah, there's right. There was yeah. I used an app called uh sick. I mean called uh uh Couch to Five K, which essentially does exactly that. It's just a little voice in your ear saying walk for 30 seconds and then you walk for 30 seconds now run for 30 seconds you know and eventually over time those those uh, you know those walk breaks just turned into they would turned into jog breaks and I was really running and you know and like it, it was just an incremental thing and it's funny you mention it because I'm I'm feel like I'm rebuilding um right now myself i I have been suffering with back injuries and stuff for the past year or two And, um, I'm just now committed to the Chicago marathon in October and, and I feel like I'm starting all over, man. And so it's cool to hear, to hear, you know, hear you, um, sort of talking about, you know, these, these very beginning stages of getting the running bug uh and and here i am i'm probably right alongside you on strava with mileage wise and and uh, i I see we're about to get started i'm seeing you so i'm seeing
0: your some of your runs are like five miles and you know i'm like just like kind of doing the 5k thing but a lot of people would say okay there's no way like that you were running like these ultra marathons when you were super heavy what about somebody that says like okay so i'm not going to do any exercising until i lose all the weight because i i don't want to be out there like 100 pounds overweight doing running or anything but then you kind of use that as the excuse and then they never lose the weight they never start the running and it's like nothing yeah. ever happened so did did you like try to like start running even when you were that big or do something?
1: I did. I don't. I'm not, and I and, and and I'm with you. I did. I started running when I was still like 380 pounds. Wow. Um, I don't know if I would recommend that. That doesn't mean <laughs> that, that that's a recommendation, right? Because there's examples like Pin Gillette um, with the famous uh, uh magician yeah. duo. Yeah. In he Vegas. lost like know, a, you know, he lost color.
0: like what like 200 pounds or something.
1: He well he lost he lost over a hundred pounds yeah um, but he 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 had that mindset look I and he's a smart guy so I follow him and he has some some and he was you know he said look I don't want to hurt myself I don't like to exercise I'm gonna I would rather spend all of my willpower doing this potato fast and that's what he did for his first, first hundred pounds is he is he just went on a potato fast I have a friend in Australia who did the same thing. Um, and, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's an amazing guy. Um, and, and so it's not like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's a good thing. Cause like I said, (laughs) I'm dealing with skeletal issues and I have back problems from, from years of football. I'm having some foot issues and some, you know, hip issues and i don't i don't know if it's from running and being big and all of that and doing ultra marathons too soon uh i have no idea what the cause was i mean you might be leaving um, some potholes but I do know there, there I,
0: might be some potholes behind there like if you're 380 and you're running through the neighborhood
1: it. especially I, when and you know the crazy thing is back then like when i and i kept i wanted to lose the weight so I was motivated to keep pushing on the run beyond exhaustion often yeah. and I would uh, trip and fall. And, and I have, I have many pictures of myself bleeding <laughs> elbows wow. and knees. And um, yeah, just I was just, I don't know. It might've been a dysfunctional motivation. It might've not been healthy, but it was driving me, you know, it was driving me.
0: So um, when, when you decided to start running, how did you get to these mm-hmm. ultra marathons? Like, I didn't even know this existed until I read the David Goggins book. And I'm like – I didn't even know a human mm-hmm. being, a human being could get out there and run fifty miles or hundred miles. I, I never even knew that existed. And then when I listened to Rich Roll and the different guests, it's like everybody's running like fifty or hundred miles. And I'm like, what? What's wrong with me? I, I can't even, you know, yeah. barely finish a five k. How did you go from just getting started to like into these super long races?
1: Well, the first thing is realizing that people don't run the entire time. That was like the first thing that Mart started to make it feel like digestible. It was like, oh, okay, because up, up until that point, like I'd done five Ks and ten Ks, and there was hardly there was never a walk break, right? Right. And then in the whole goal of me training for my first marathon was not. I was there was no walk break planned in there, in a marathon in a road marathon, right? And then, and then so, um, I had run a few marathons and I ran what I felt like was going to be my fastest marathon ever. And in my run group, which was like 335 at that time, and I felt like I was in like really good shape. And some of my other run friends who had been they're more, um, they have a, like, ultra running has a, a heavy, uh, military and ex military presence. Um these guys just used to you know, you know, going on these long marches and all of the training that they do and the being in the woods and the camaraderie and that whole thing and it's it's really cool. And that's who I fell into ultra running with was the first fifty K I decided to go into Destin uh after I had done a marathon, like my third or fourth marathon and uh, they were like, my friends were just like, hey, man, it's just six more miles. And, you know, I was like, you know, you kind of got a point. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. And he's like, look, you can you, you got aid stations. You're going to walk a little bit. You're going to break it up halfway. It's not like a road race. And I, so I was in. And then once I once I realized, like, oh, man, you know, they're painful as heck. But my goodness when you're done, the reward is even greater because the pain is so bad. And it feels like it's going to, it just sucks for so long. And when you finally get done, the euphoria is just, is just exponential. And I was like, I love this. I love stopping, you know? And it's like the longer you keep yourself from stopping, the greater the feeling when you finally stop. (laughs) And so that's how basically I got into ultra running and, and, um just got into the woods and met the people and made a lot of friends you know and um and did, and did, did, just did, kept, did, did kept you experience
0: going. uh Stephen Cutler he talks a lot about this idea of of flow and this idea that like mm. for a lot of people it takes like 20 like just mm. something clicks in and it's like we're doing this now um
1: it did and I agree. I, I know the feeling. I know I just describe it a little differently. I, I call it, so I, I find it to be a surrender point for me, right? Because it's just like you fight it, you fight it, you fight it, you fight it. Oh, this is, uh, oh man, I'm so, it's so hot. I'm so tired. But you hit eventually a surrender point. And if your fitness is to the point where you can physically keep going, you can surrender to the fact that it is uncomfortable. And and I can get it done anyway. And once you surrender, now your senses are, and you can really enjoy yourself and be in that sort of flow state because you've surrendered to the fact that my ankles are hurting a bit, my legs are sore from my workout last week. I mean, la- uh, a couple of days ago, or whatever the case is. Once you surrender to it, and those all of those the myriad physical sensations that comes with you know, the the trauma necessary for physical growth. Once you surrender to that process, you can enjoy the sunrise in the conversation, you know.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to put the phone number up on the uh, screen for those watching on the video feed. You'll see the number in the lower corner of the screen. We'll take a couple of phone calls, also questions by email, jim at christianmoney.com, jim at christianmoney.com. Or if you're listening over one of our audio streams anywhere around the world, it is a U.S. number, so you'll need a U.S. dial tone to call us at 646-716-4041, 646 646-716- 716 four zero four one. And uh I before we get to any of these questions, um tell us about all of the things that people can do to connect with you. I sent understand the app thing that's going on. There's an app that you work with. Is that right? Tell us about that.
1: Well that that's a you know the the that was a startup with some friends of ours. We've we've sold a lot of the the uh a lot of the parts and pieces of that business and have wound down operations on that. Um, so we no longer, we're, we no longer have that app, but all of the, the stuff that we created has been folded into another wellness company that's trying to move forward that, um, that, you know, we hope, we hope will work out for them. Um, but, but we had something where we were, we were trying to help. We were trying to do a program where we could use an app and use the the social, the the popularity of social media, to to um, get people together and create online community around lifestyle change, around a plant-based diet, around purposeful movement, uh, and and the community necessary because it takes a village, you know, just like it takes a village to create a. A 400 pound morbidly obese man it takes a village to create a healthy well adjusted you know physical specimen and so I've you know not only did I change my weight and I changed my food but quite frankly I've had to change my social, social circle Yeah. and that's not an easy process to provide and talk to people up front about how difficult it is socially to completely change who you are for your health and all of these things that's, that was the goal behind it. Uh, it's just that to plug it into the corporate world and, and sell that idea is just too vague. It, we found it, it was just very difficult. That, you know, you want black and white, um, things that you can, you know, you produce an ROI about and you, you really understand it. And these are more qualitative sort of things you know and it it just was a hard sell often yeah
0: now people people can still still,
1: passion in what i do right
0: they can still follow you though on strava
1: absolutely they they can do that then instagram
0: yeah instagram and then if you go on facebook and you type in missing chins that's a group in there that has a bunch of guys that are and and probably ladies, too, that are that are all the idea of missing chins is like, OK, when you're really fat, you got another chin. So you're going to lose your chin if you're working in right. working with that group in that community. But it, did I also understand, too, that like if somebody wanted to connect with you, uh, there's a way like do you do any kind of like consulting over the phone or personal training if they want to come to New Orleans and like, you know, get a consultation with you? Do you want to do anything like that?
1: Yes, we do. That's what Howard and myself do, my co-author. We have done um like small like little sick to fit retreats, you know, that we'll put together and and people will be interested and they want to come hang for, you know, 3 or 4 days and we'll do a long weekend in some location and get together and I'll cook and show you the, like all the little tricks of the kitchen and and just what we would say on the Bayou Verrier, or just visit with each other and get to know each other and make new connections and friends inside of this this world. And um, and maybe pick up some tips and tricks and, and stay act stay active together for a weekend. Yes, we do things like that. Uh, we're just kind of getting that kicked off. COVID put a hiccup in a lot of it. Um, we did our last retreat, the like on the in March before COVID started locking everything down. Yeah, I bet. Now, and so we haven't really wound that back up, but we are.
0: What's the website that has like everything on it where they can get connected to you?
1: They can get connected to me uh, preferably to go to the the um, just go to sicktofit.com. Okay. And um and and I also have joshlajani.com and you can message me on instagram uh, it's probably the quickest way to get a hold of me uh, i do i'm small enough on instagram where i actually pay attention to all of my instant messages so if, and if somebody's there what's interested your and needs what's to, your handle
0: like it, the handle on instagram is just your name my
1: name Okay. Josh yeah, Josh Lajani.
0: Okay, very good. Uh some questions are coming in. Oh, let, one word. Let us uh let's yeah. hit, hit this question. They wanna know. Emailer is from Chicago. They wanna know uh about the keto diet. Uh w- why not mm-hmm. the keto diet? Now I tried the keto diet. I I did okay with it. Like I lost some weight and all that, but I just I yeah, could I couldn't that. stay yeah. with it. I just I don't know. I just like got to yeah, the point. I just problem. couldn't stay with it.
1: Same problem with me is, you know, as a as a fat guy, I've lost probably 80 plus pounds, maybe three or four times in my life. Every single time that I went through one of those weight loss cycles, it was always high meat, low carb. Maybe it wasn't specifically the the keto diet, but the keto diet is just the latest name for low carb, high meat. Right. I mean, that's been around since sugar busters since I was a kid. Yeah. And so I've always gone to that back, that bag of tricks for weight loss my whole life. It's not until I did this that here we are. I'm like, you know, I I was I had lost 200 by uh, 2014. So that was three years in. So 2014 to the day instead of losing 80 or 100 pounds and putting it back on with interest like my normal cycle this change in food and activity level has has made it such that I've maintained my weight loss for you know seven uh, what's that seven years now
0: yeah so i mean you're you've definitely maintained it uh, someone's asking here about the Joel Furman eat to live or something. Do you know what that is? Uh, like vegetarian? Is Joe,
1: he... yeah. I'm lucky enough to, to know Dr. Furman. I've met him a couple of times in person at different speaking events. If I did just speak frankly, he is probably the most, um, coldly pragmatic, data driven, fact based plant based doctor out there, and he would hate that I even called him a plant-based doctor because he's a <laughs> fact-based doctor, yeah, right? and plants happen to be you know the way to go um but i I love his eat to live approach it's it's not one hundred percent vegan. uh he leaves the room for for what the data says for what the science says and 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 so the vegan world kind of hates on him over that sometimes because there's a lot of absolutism in in um, in the plant based world. And um, but I, I personally, I think I think uh, I think uh, Dr. Joel Furman is one of the hard charging geniuses in, in lifestyle change.
0: And the last question we're going to hit you with based. here. Uh, email is um, they're asking here about protein. Uh, you know, they're saying, you know, you could run mm-hmm. all these marathons and all this stuff, but, but how do you get enough protein from plants? And you hear that from a lot of people, but like on the rich roll podcast, there's a lot of people that like, he's got some NFL player that does the mm-hmm. plant base. There's ways to get protein, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be meat.
1: Of course. Yeah. The short answer is it's, it's not even a thing. It's not a problem. If you're counting your macros, I mean, usually I get that question from people who aren't even counting their macros right now, and they have no idea how much protein they're getting right now. They have no idea. They just know that they eat meat <laughs> and it has right. protein in it. And so, right? So, um, you can get all the protein you need, if even if you think you need some, like one gram per pound of body weight, which is not the RDA at all. But we won't even go into all of that—the specificity of that. But, um, you know, you don't, you just simply don't need as much as, as, as you think you do. And, um, and I've never really, and, and, and I've never really had an issue, uh, you know, people could claim that, oh, well, all of my injuries and the things that I've had throughout my ultra running and my running. But, you know, you can say whatever you want, but I'm a morbid, I'm a formerly morbidly obese person. I've destroyed my body for 30 years before I came a runner. So it's not surprising that, that I'm, that I have injury issues from time to time. I, I'm not going to hang that on a lack of protein. Um, but, but, uh you know, if you just look at what, what optimal protein levels are, it turns out it's like about 10%, 10, 12% of you know, overall calories coming from protein um, is a sweet spot if you're not going crazy and doing stuff. And there's ways to augment protein with with salt, with uh, I love I love tofu and tempeh and things that are high protein, uh, lentils. All these things are amazing. Do you do um, any uh, protein shakes powders? Do you do the protein of course, shakes? Of course. Yeah. I don't I don't do them it's but I'm not doing them regular. It's not like oh I got to make quote unquote make sure I get my protein in um you know, but I do make sure that I'm eating things that 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 um are hearty, especially when I'm training. Like today, you know, I had I had a bunch of uh some squash in the vest from the garden from my brother's vegetable garden. I smothered it down but then I just put a bunch of split peas in there and some water and it made like this sort of porridge of, you know, onion and and garlic and and squash with some yellow split peas. And it made like sort of a like almost just like a gravy. I cooked it all down and put it over some like spiral pasta, real simple stuff like that. It's calorically dilute. You got a, you got plenty of protein with the split peas and you got all of the stuff that you really need. And if you, as long as you're not calorie deficient in a good, healthy, whole food based, whole plant food based diet, then you're, you're by default not going to be protein deficient. So that's just, that's just, you know, that's just the way it works. I've, I've had heard my friends that, that several, uh conferences over the years because i get asked to speak like as a testimonial but i'm there with other plant-based doctors and people who've written books like say garth davis for instance with proteinaholic i don't know if you've ever heard of that title but but he's a personal friend of mine and we've had these pro protein discussions over and over and over um it's one of the biggest it's one of the biggest uh questions asked when you let someone know that that You're on a a plant-based diet. It was, where's all the protein? Protein is literally in everything that you eat. It will be in all of the food. It yeah, will be in all of them. And it. I would it's think if you're if you're walking around like thing, uh, if right. you're
0: if you're walking around fifty pounds or hundred pounds overweight, probably the, the bigger issue is losing that weight than being worried about how much protein right. that you're getting as far as like the net, right. you know, uh, that's
1: worried and, about let's worry <laughs> about how much fiber we're getting in our diet. Right. Like whole like food based fiber. Right. You know, right. not not metamucil. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> hey, well, it's been so fun of talking with you and next time I come to New Orleans I'm definitely gonna gonna call you and see if we can go out and have a meal together or something i'd love to uh meet you in person sounds good. i want to make sure that everybody
1: gets i'll show it. you some healthy places
0: all right that sounds good uh my son would always take me to mike's for a poor boy uh he said that was like yeah. the best place to go i think it was called mike's but in any case the website is sick- a, yeah sick to fit dot com sick to fit dot com the book is sick to fit and what's the what's the name of that recipe book again
1: it's Pure Ambrosia by my mom and my brother, yes. Wow. Pure Ambrosia.
0: That just sounds so good just right there. I'll just take a bowl of Pure <laughs> Ambrosia. That sounds great. I love it, man. Thank you so much, sir. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. We hope you come back again and visit.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you so much.
0: God bless. Wow, that was great. And uh, if you're just tuning in, let me show you the, uh, the cover again. That's what he looks like now. Uh, Well, that was in 2016, I guess. Uh, So that was five years ago. But uh, that was the transformation, uh, losing over 200 pounds. The guy went from over 400 pounds to running these ultra marathons. So I, you know, get to listen to somebody, listen to somebody like this. And I'm so glad we were able to get him on the broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us next week. We're going to be talking about Scientology with our good friend Tony Ortega. And who knows, maybe we'll be back live again on YouTube unless they find another reason uh, to suspend me again. In any case, remember, if it's Sunday night, we'll be somewhere uh, broadcasting. Uh, It's Jim Paris Live. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.